welcome to the Once Blind Podcast, your host, Carlos. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Once Blind. Do you guys know? I've been taking a decent amount of time between each one of these, and it's just because work is crazy and trying to, you know, balance the life of home, having the family and the size of the family that I have, plus being able to work to make everything possible. It's been a little bit hard for me to do like two, three at a time, so on and so forth. But today is Saturday and it's three o'clock and I actually get to record which is kind of exciting for me because this never happens. I usually have to do this when I'm good and tired late at night. So there's going to be a little bit more energy. <laughs> and the topic that I've chosen for today actually kind of like puts a little fire, I guess, underneath me. And I wanted to do and go back into the act series because it's been a while since I've done acts. But quite honestly, a lot of people don't like, I guess, Bible studying. I guess they could do that anywhere. Uh, I'm still going to continue to do those. I'm, I haven't stopped at all. They will continue, just not right now. The topic in reality is just out of response from the spiritual abuse series, the last one I did with John MacArthur and how I explained that I was going to apologize because I give people feedback of people I think they should listen to, people that are good examples, so on and so forth, and I made a mistake, and I basically put it on there. This isn't going to be on that there's more than enough information out there that people can make their decisions. If you don't agree with the facts, then that's on you. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. There's other things I wanted to do. There is the um, guilt trip. Guilt. Now I can't say it. Why can't I say it? Hmm. Guilt trip giving, right? There is... The series in apologetics, I kind of want to start going into the cults. I don't know whether to start with Jehovah Witness, uh, Mormons or Catholics. Uh, there's so many other cults, but the, the big ones here in America are those three. And actually now you have the uh, Hebrew Israelites, or as some people call them, black Israelites. That is another one that I kind of don't want to touch on just yet. Because uh, as you guys know, DJ One Way put out uh, Tough Love. Uh, volume three, and in that, he basically has a lot of information. So I kind of don't want to coincide both of them. I would rather you guys download that. Uh, I know that the link is in the last video we did with me and DJ One Way. If not, I'll post it on the bottom of this one as well. So I do want to get into the whole apologetics and then continue to do all the series that I've been doing, continuing with homeschooling for those that are on the fence about it, new to it, or even people who are seasoned in homeschooling, we can share information back and forth. But today I want to talk about celebrity pastors. Yes, celebrity pastors. And now the reason that this topic came up to me in the way that it did, and, and I guess bring out that passion in me, is because of the responses we've gotten from the John MacArthur. And a lot of them were people who were sad about it, people who were mad, people who basically just put their feelings out there. And then there were people who were fanboys and they were crying and all upset that, how dare you speak of God's anointed, yeah, but whatever, okay? It, it was mixed. And then you had some hateful people who said hateful things, which, hey, by the way, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't care what people say, 
just keep it to the facts though. Don't add emotion and feelings and try to pass that on as a fact. You know, my emotions and feelings, they're real to me, but it's not a reality. The facts are the facts. So with all that and the way people were acting, I was like, you know what? This is typical because we're not talking about a nobody. We're talking about a celebrity. So if you want to add like a title or something to be thinking about throughout this, right? That's what a title does. It's the sense of how pastors in America are basically like Hollywood actors. So pastors and Hollywood, what they have in common. And it's the sense of just like in Hollywood, you have a list celebrities, you have B list celebrities, C, and then you have those, those ones that are well known, but they're not never the prime actor. They're always fillers. And here's the, I guess, how they coincide or go together, whatever big word you want to put in there. I know there's two or three of those. It's the fact that these pastors are, you know, A pastors. They're, they're the A celebrity. And you have Mr. John MacArthur. You have someone like Piper. You have someone like Billy Graham. You have just Charles Spurgeon. You have A celebrity pastors. Now, my favorite A-celebrity pastors are the ones that are already dead because, like I've said before, they can't change their doctrine. It's not like you're all of a sudden going to find new things out about them because most of it is either made up by, you know, opposition uh, doctrine or opposition uh, denomination. But most of the ones that are dead, I mean, you got all the information you're going to get. You know, it's not like what happened with Ravi where, and I'm, Sorry, I'm putting them out there where no one really knew anything till once he died and everything came out. Just interesting if all those people that knew his dirt would have actually put it out at the time that they knew it. Maybe, may, I don't know, only God knows the plan. Maybe there could have been some type of repentance. Maybe there could have been a change. Something could have happened before it got to the extreme that it got to. And if you don't know about... The whole Ravi situation, I suggest uh, you do your own research. I'm not here to do all the research. I don't claim to be a journalist. I am just a guy talking into a camera to a bunch of people that are hopefully going to be edified or people who can agree with spiritual abuse and dealt with it and be able to kind of see, you know, a, a person who's dealt with a lot of it, other people that I bring on the show. So don't take this as a journalist thing. I'm not here trying to give you the news on what pastors are doing and so on and so forth. I do take certain things that people give me and I give you my opinion on them. My opinion means nothing. I do base them on the facts as I get them, but that's about it. That being said, so back to a celebrities, you have uh, Mark Driscoll was an a celebrity. Um, let's see. Matt Chandler is a Platt is a, uh, let's see, and that, these aren't pastors that I all agree with or anything like this. I don't think that, you know, these are my favorites. I'm talking about famous people, pastors, right? Uh, for those who follow the Calvary Chapel um, line, right, the denomination or, yeah, they're a denomination. Um, you had Chuck Smith, you know, Papa Chuck. You had John Corson, who then went to Applegate. You had... Greg Laurie, the inreacher, because what he did wasn't outreaches. And though they had their split, they went to different things. I mean, if you're in Cali, Jack Hibbs. 
if you're in the East Coast, you know, you have Fulch, you have um, Sandy Adams, you have, uh, well, Bob Coy. He was a celebrity as well. In fact, he had the second biggest church. You also have uh, the blasphemers and the so on and so forth that I wouldn't consider them pastors. But hey, because they consider themselves pastors, the secular world also considers them pastors. You have Olstein, um, Joyce Mayer, uh, Beth Moore, which Beth Moore really isn't a pastor. I don't think she's ever called herself one. She does teach, and certain churches do bring her in. You have, uh, what's the, Creffel Dollar, Tony Evans. Uh, I don't know. Tony Evans is kind of, kind of, you know, you can probably listen to 50% of what he actually says. But Crevel Dollar falls into the whole blasphemous, money greedy, so on and so forth, T.D. Jakes. Uh, those are all A-celebrities. You always see them going through. Then you have the Bs. Now, the Bs are, are kind of harder, right, because they're not in, in the scenes a lot. Someone who would be like a B-plus pastor would be someone like Paul Washer. Uh, notice a, a lot of the people that I listen to are reformed. <laughs> Uh, so you have uh, Vody Bachman, who is a phenomenal pastor. Uh, I know that people are on the fence with him with the whole CRT thing and all that, but quite frankly, I like Vody. I like his teaching on family, on being a man, leading your home. Uh, a lot of the things that he puts out there, there is a no-nonsense about him that I enjoy. Uh, Tozer is uh, world famous. He would be kind of B plus. Not many people will follow him, but a lot of people do know about him. You have, oh, goodness gracious, so many names that I can go through. Uh, C would be someone like uh, Leonard Ravenhill, where a lot of people, you know, will, will kind of know of him. He's there. And you have, you have like a D somewhere where those are the pastors that, you know, have big churches. So they're well known in their area. And that's about it. Maybe in their circles and their denomination. And then you have the pretenders, which is like F. And then you have those that are just not. And quite frankly, it, sometimes, sometimes it's not even the person's fault, right? They're just being faithful to doing the job that they feel called to. And, you know, because people are people and they love having idols and putting things in pedestals, they tend to do this to people. I know plenty of pastors who have started in, in ministry as a Bible study in a home, and then that grew and that grew and that grew. And instead of being the type of person to say, okay, this is growing beyond what I can serve. Let me split this up into different areas and, you know, encourage people to go to those places. They kind of get swept up into the whole feeling of, look at all these people that love me. And they forget, no, I'm not here to shine. I'm here to shine on Christ. Like I'm here as an ambassador to point to Christ. But, you know, these people love my teaching and Sometimes people do this to pastors and do this to certain ministers and so on and so forth. And what happens is this mega thing grows, you know, for small little areas. It's not like, you know, Olstein has what the Astrodome, like, wow. Okay. And yeah, of course he's selling what they want to hear. He's tickling their ears and everything else. He could tickle anything to get that dollar either way. <laughs> so you have what is going on in the sense of 
I don't think every single one of these pastors, I, I, I mean, Vody Bachman has a, a big church, but he left his church to go and go to Africa. He took his whole family there. You know, why? You could have made so much more money here. No, anyways. <laughs> so the idea, and I, I only say that because I'm upset that he left. But again, you have these people who, who will be faithful. So don't think that I'm saying that big churches are bad or a celebrity pastor is bad. That's not the point of this. I, I'm painting a picture for you. So you have these people that get lifted up into certain areas. I remember when, and again, this is news. It's already been out there. This is old. This isn't anything new. But I do remember when Mark Driscoll was, you know, hot. Like, yeah, everyone, Mark Driscoll, Mark Driscoll. Oh, my God. Song of Solomon. Oh, my God. Baby, 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 baby. Mark Driscoll. Oh, Acts 29. Baby, 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 baby. All that, right? Mark Driscoll was the man. And quite frankly, I still listen to some of his old stuff because, yeah, he, he might have, you know, whatever. Went off the rails, bought his own book, all that stupidity. I, I, I mean, he's not the only pastor who's done that. So I don't want anyone to think like, oh, you know, no. What I'm saying is, is that he was hot. And then he was called to the carpet. He was caught out there. And then people started frowning upon him and pointing down at him. So that to me is what shows that he wasn't an A celebrity, right? He's a B celebrity. Because what happens to everyone outside of A is when they start finding out mistakes or certain things that you do, they, they are quick to turn around on you. You're not an A celebrity. You're only a B. But these A celebrities, and now case in point to the whole MacArthur thing. Look, he was wrong. At no point did I say stop going to his church. At no point did I say he was a blasphemer. At no point did I say don't ever listen to this guy again. It's horrible. It blah, blah, blah. All I said is I won't endorse him anymore. I won't. I don't want that type of behavior to be thought or that anyone to think that I excuse that behavior or accept that behavior. But listen, everyone has the right to listen to whoever they want. By the way, see this book here? Uh, you can zoom in if you want. I'm not going to pull it out of my shelf because I got a bunch of stuff on it. That's a John MacArthur commentary. I'm not going to throw that away. It's a good commentary for like 70% of what I actually use it for. I have Ravi Zechariah books around here. Shoot, I have a Jimmy Swaggart book somewhere. And if anyone knows about Jimmy Swaggart, he's kind of like a C celebrity. He used to be very, very famous because he was a TV evangelist. Uh, I have one of his books here, old stuff. So again, it's not the sense of I wanted people to stop listening to him. But here's the issue. And this is the, the part that, that for me is like the root of all of this. They make mistakes, call them to the carpet. There is no such thing for a pastor. And I mean, a lot of these false prophet teachers use this a lot. And don't get it twisted. A lot of good teachers also try to sneak this in where it's you can't touch God's anointed. Yo, he was talking, David was talking about King Saul, right? He was talking about he wasn't going to take it in his hands. But how many times... Did God allow for him to be there? But he built a certain character in David. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you can't call a pastor to the carpet. Nowhere. Look at the example of Paul and Peter. Paul, right? Yo, and, and in fact, the way he said it is it basically in today's vernacular would be like, and I said it to his face, okay, in front of everybody. Okay, he went... OG on the OG of the Bible, okay? He went up to Peter and said, Peter, you're wrong. You're being a hypocrite. 
uh, when you're with these people, you're eating this food. But when you're with these people, you want to ask like, uh, you want to act like you got to put rules on these people. Like, come on, let's let's if we're gonna claim to be Bible believing Christians, let's believe the whole Bible. So at that point, you think Peter turned to Paul and said, "Yo, you can't touch God's anointed. What's wrong with you? Come see me." Like, no, it was, oh, I'm wrong. All right, let's let's show my repentance. And right, repentance, metanoia, turning the other way, completely around, 180, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he didn't do it again. He, he showed his repentance. Because sometimes we think repentance, just say, I repent, and then do it again tomorrow. Like, no, he showed true repentance. He never did it again, at least not to the knowledge of what we've read in the Bible. But again, those people weren't perfect. In fact, the fact that we sit around here and we talk about doubting Tom, right? Which I, I think it's just Tom. We shouldn't call him doubting because we would doubt as well. But the fact we, we have the nerve and the gall to say doubting Tom. <laughs> we talk about the Jews through the Old Testament, stiff necked people, blah, 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 blah. Like we would have done better. We have the, the Bible... We have history, we have science, all these things to back up who God is, right? The, the earth declares the hand of God. The earth is the evidence for God, nature, and the things that we see, right? In the Psalms, we read this. Yet we deny, and, and not necessarily deny, but doubt a lot as human beings. And this isn't a, one of those things where, hey, you name it and claim it and, and you know, your, your faith is strong enough, blah, blah, blah. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we all have doubt. When we all sit down and, and we're being honest with ourselves and we start thinking about the things in the Bible, right? There are certain things that you, you, you get to this, this, this dialogue in your brain like, oh, that's, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. But you know what? We got God and, and we've seen what God has done. And I'm not one to shorten God's arm, so... So yeah, I'm I'm gonna put faith on this. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with this, right? Because it's hard to believe, but that's what makes God God. He does the impossible, right? Through all things, God, what what's impossible for man is possible for God. So there is, there is, and I and I want this to be very clear. Okay, there are things in the Bible that are hard to understand, but what is not hard to understand people is that the whole not touching God's anointed thing. Yeah. We're not King David and he's definitely not King Saul because here's the thing, my friends, King Saul was chosen by God as a, and God chose him as an example of what they would have wanted in a King, right? Read, read that part in Samuel. He, he didn't choose Saul as, hey, this is my pick, right? His pick was David. And even his pick had issues, right? So it's not like he looked for the most perfect person, but he looked for the best person for the people because every time there was a problem and David was given a choice, I can either punish you or I can punish the people or I can do this or that. He always took the one that affected him the most because he was thinking of the people. But Saul wasn't that guy. He only picked Saul because he's God and he knew what was in their hearts and in their mind. They wanted handsome, big, and, and, and an example. They wanted an idol to flaunt around other people. Our king is better. And that's what he gave them. And Saul, even, not Saul, Samuel even 
even warned them twice, told them, this is what you're going to get. And uh, so are you saying, right, that we're David and we're saying we can't touch the people's pastor, not the God's pastor, the people's pastor, right? Hmm. That's interesting. You got to think about the things that when you're going to take scripture out of context and how you're going to use it, what the actual message that you're saying is, right? The people's pastor. And in reality, look at the celebrity pastors that we have today, whether they're blasphemers, good teachers, or whatever. We hold them to an esteem as if they're beyond God, as if their sins are not even sins because they're the ones that did it. You know, when you got people fleecing the flock, like the T.D. Jakes and Creffles and so many others, yo, that is sin. You got to call people to the carpet. Someone should have called them into the carpet before it got as bad as it is. Like, we don't understand that. So now we're in this situation. And you know what? Instead of people saying, yo, MacArthur, you're wrong. You're wrong, dude. We're over here defending him and doing this. And then we get crazy. They're... um. Someone sent me a video. I think it was DJ One More. No, no, no. Actually, no. Someone else sent me a video. I forgot who it was. It was probably my lady. And it was a guy who, who obviously was a, a, as much as he calls himself, not a fanboy, a real huge fanboy. Like this dude. Um, whew, I'm trying to find the Christian. <laughs> Either way, he was a fanatic. And he, he'll say in the video like three times, I'm not a fanatic because I've said he's done something wrong. Meh, meh, meh. And then his whole logic for everything was that not everyone that goes to prison is guilty. Yeah, you're right. And not everyone that doesn't go to prison is not guilty. So when you were saying that the pastors there weren't, um, and not that you're going to hear this because I'm nobody, but either way, when that person or other people say, well, you know, those pastors didn't get charged for not a reporting him and this and that, so they didn't commit a crime. No, you read it in the report, man. They had someone in high power actually help them out so they wouldn't go. So not everyone that's guilty goes to prison, my friend. So your logic of making people see your way, like that's, that's your proving that they were innocent is that not everyone goes to jail and is guilty. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> As a minority, I know. Okay. But here's the issue. That logic doesn't work. But while you were defending him, you did what all these fanatics of MacArthur, all the fans of this, this guy, because he is the king of the reformers, right? He's the king of Calvinism, right? What you did is you started attacking people and you attacked, uh, I, I don't know who the other guy is because I've never seen him in my life. I've never heard anything about him, but I have heard of Ruslan and uh, my Boy, DJ One Way is a huge fan of his, and he'll send me some of his videos, and I will, in turn, listen to some of them. I, I agree with a lot of what he says. Uh, I like his style. I did like his music because um, it's hip-hop, and it's actual hip-hop, not like that nursery rhyme Toby Mac stuff. It's actual hip-hop. So great music. His videos I'm watching. I know his doctrine is a little, you know, different. It's not wrong. I mean— He's more charismatic than I am, put it that way. He's not full, like, running through the hall type things. I, I, I'm trying to say something nice, and, and I, I keep fearing that it's coming off as wrong. I'm not trying to judge the human being. Again, as, as a human being, he's good. He's really into the fact that, you know, he got out of poverty, yada, yada, yada. Oh, 
everything I've heard of this guy is not anything that should have provoked such a hate from the one so-called podcaster. And he, he, he called him a couple names that I was like, uh, yo, my guy, um, you know, like <laughs> you, you need to tone it back a little bit. And again, it's not that he's anointed. God's anointed. It's the sense of, yo, at least be real. At least be real about it. Don't sit there and try to shame a dude. And again, I've listened to a couple of his things. I, I think they're good. I love what he does with the cameras. It's not like here. Like, I don't have a production team or anything. And I don't have the time to sit there and make cool-looking videos or whatever. You know, what you have is what you get. And uh, quite frankly, some people do like the rawness of this. And that's fine. If you don't, just listen to it. And turn it off on your screen. I mean, I don't care how you do it. Let it be like everyone has different arts. I'm not here to get famous. I don't want to be famous. I'm never going to start rapping and none of that stuff. And that's just it. I'm building a community. That's what I'm doing. Either way. So you go after this dude and he put it out. Now, why? So I got the article, I guess, first thing that the first day it got released uh, by DJ One Way. I read it. I was upset. The senses, I think two or three videos before that I was endorsing him as one of the guys whose character still hasn't faltered and yada yada. And being that he wasn't a celebrity, I was impressed, right? That, that does impress me, man. When you put someone in a pet, see, that's the thing. People don't remember that God will remove your idols, right? That's what the Bible says. God will remove your idols. And people, you make these people your idols, you sit back, whether it's an A celebrity or a, an F celebrity or whatever it is, stop making these pastors your idols. You're setting them up for failure. You're, you're setting them up. It is the way that you idolize them. It's the way you, you look past their sin. It's the way you look past everything and you stop treating them like a Christian who needs to be held accountable. And then once, whether they want to admit it or not, they feel like if they're, they're above sin. I mean, some of these pastors have taught that they cannot sin because they're Christian. Like, that is nonsense. So again, we need to stop idolizing these people. We need to stop treating them as if they're above the things of God because God is supposed to be the above. And we sit back and, and we, we tend to, you know what? It is frustrating. It is very frustrating because I feel bad for a lot of these people. You know, I, I really do. And it is their fault. I mean, we, they have to take responsibility, but people, we, we need to treat them, you know, give them the honor of authority, you know, respect their authority. But now here's the thing. If they're, doing it wrong, then you need to point it out. And it should help. I mean, a true Christian, whether pastor, minister, whatever position or title they give themselves, if they're true to the work of God, when they're being held accountable, they're going to be like, you know what? Cool. Yeah. Remember, Peter was an A. Paul was a B plus that became A, I guess. But Paul came after Peter and he had no qualms or fear to call him out. And Peter didn't in turn say, yo, what are you talking about? I'm an apostle. Like, yo, I'm that guy. Like, you don't come at me. So that, that character, and it's like, all right, cool, whatever. We, we need to stick to the Bible. 
We need to stick to the thing where there shouldn't be any celebrities. It should only be God. It should only be Jesus. That's it. I mean, God in, in his totality is the only thing that should be on top. We should be praising him. We should be defending him. I, I wonder, I wonder, for all these people that defend these A-celebrities, MacArthur and so on and so forth, if you even defend Jesus that way, huh? When Jesus speaks of sexual immorality, in this world, in this culture, in this society today, do you defend Jesus the same way you defend MacArthur and all the other A celebrities? Do you? I bet most of you don't. Well, you know, the Bible is kind of old and sometimes me, 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 me. I mean, holy moly, right? So another thing that recently came out is, I guess, a documentary or something about uh, Hillsong being exposed, right? I mean... We've known this for years. Nothing there is new. Everyone knew it. The only problem that people had is whether to sing Hillsong songs in your church or not, or Bethel or all these other churches, right? The debate wasn't, hey, this is what's going on. No, we knew that's going on. It's, can we still sing their songs? Because they're great songs. Can we? Should we? Oh, what do we do? Like, yeah, okay. That was the debate, but we knew it all, ago, all along. And people would speak out and some would say whatever, and then your A celebrities took shots at them and whatever. But all this stuff that's out, out. And yet people are still defending him, but they won't defend the words of God. They'll stand strong for their celebrities and strong for their bands and favorite this and that. But hey, let's become seeker friendly. Let's accept them all. I, 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 it's funny because they were talking about how people were love bombing with signs and you belong and I want to see you, blah, 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 and all this love bomb crap. And, and you, but you don't hold true to God's word. Not everyone belongs. Everyone has a chance to, but not everyone does. Especially if you're a reformist, you believe that God chose who's going to and chose who's not going to. So, I mean, are you going to defend what you believe to be true? And it's interesting why, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why do we continue to do this? It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Even when you're talking about people who have died, if someone says they're a fan of Persian, well, he was a drunk and a smoker. He's still the prince of preachers. Uh, Calvin was a murderer. He had hitman on him. I don't even know if that's true. It's old. Okay. It's, it's interesting. You have pastors who then all of a sudden teach them wrong. Okay. Case in point, Billy Graham, right? You remember Billy Graham? Billy Graham was a true outreacher. He, he did true. I know Greg Laurie is an inreacher. This guy is was an outreacher. He he went out to the people. He went out and preached the gospel. He didn't hold back. One of my favorite statements he made that that Jesus is not black or white or yellow or green or anything. He is for all people in all colors. I I, I love that right because in the time in the time there was a bigger issue of racism than there is now. So I love that he said that in the time that he said that that took goal. Okay, but one time one time. 
He was painted into a corner. And he faltered. And, and he faltered. And he caved in. And he, oh, man, poor Graham. So he made a mistake. Later on, he corrected his mistake. And that's why I respect him. Because he went back and he said, well, you know what? I was wrong. Let's correct this, right? But he made a mistake. And there are people who make mistakes. But here's the thing. People held him accountable. He didn't just let it blow off. Because a lot of these guys will make weird comments and weird statements and bring in these weird doctrines, right? Um, a lot of the, the really, really smart guys who get into all the, the science and the astrological and thisological and all the other logicals and, and then they go off in the fart and then they're thinking all this mystic stuff in there and, and they kind of mix it up and no one no one said whoa buddy all right i don't know what you're smoking uh but let's bring it down a little bit uh you're you're far off no they don't they keep them there or they say certain things that the bible says and it doesn't say it yo anyone who knows me i always say yo if i'm off Say it. That don't offend me. But let it be fact. Don't just say, I feel, I feel. I think someone in the comments said uh, they didn't like my strong language. Okay, mom, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I held back. I didn't use any profanity. So, I don't know. What was strong? Uh, you know, don't, don't come at me with your feelings. Come at me with facts. And go after them with facts. Hold them accountable. It's the only way for them to get better and to stay. Understand one thing, right? When, when sin is, is creeping into our lives, it first creeps in. That's it. It creeps in. And someone holds you accountable, you're going to go one or two ways. You're either going to double down and say, no, this is blah, 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 and use whatever verses you want to twist and make your point so that you can continue to sin, or you're actually going to come back and be like, oh, I did wrong. Let me apologize. Let me never do that again. You know, but, but that's the thing, though. We, we, we don't. We, we just don't. And now, oh, See, but this is what happens when I get passionate. I just, like, run through like a train. <laughs> but you guys, we got to stop making celebrities. And going even back to the whole Ruslan thing, right? And I, I know I was there in ADHD. It's what happens. He, So my boy sent me the video. I did it the day of. Three days later, he sends me his video. And I watched it. His information, my information, weren't different. We were going off the same things we had. He did a little bit more research. He added some pictures. And because he is a celebrity, he was able to actually bring on uh, Miss Royce, whatever. I don't know how you pronounce it. But he was able to bring her on, and they were able to discuss it. What happened to him, which actually kind of scared me, again, DJ One May sends me another video of his, because I'm not, you know, whatever. So... And he starts it off like, oh, I made, I made a mistake. I might have this, I might have that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm assuming that people got to him and started talking trash about the lady who wrote the article. Right? Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You can find all this stuff out. I don't need to tell you. Or you can go to his channel. So, but he started it, you know, I guess he needed to build suspense. I'm just not that guy. So, in doing that, I kind of find out even more about the situation. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not wrong. 
You know, it's, it, it is what it is. They found out more things that the church is doing for uh, the gray dude. Um, weird stuff, yada, yada. You guys who do listen, it's easy stuff to access. It's not like it's hidden that well. Uh, they even, <laughs> today someone sent me uh, the GCC's response, and it wasn't even a response. It was just, their response was that there is not going to be a response. That was their response. Uh, <laughs> either way, so in watching this, I guess, podcast that he did, he put out all this information even more, and just the fact that more police reports, this and this and that, and I was like, oh, cool. So I guess this other guy decided to attack him for that. But why? Why attack him? Look, it, 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 his style, his this, is that, fine. You know, critique, fine. Give him critique if you want. But to sit there and start calling him names and stupid and this and that and yada, 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 because he, he put out the facts. You know, the facts are the facts. And it's so funny because the church says, oh, I don't want to be secular. We're so different. Yeah, you guys podcast or, or make these accusations towards people like the media does. Half of it is not even true. It's just based on emotion. And then you're trying to point out your own agenda. Like, like what's the agenda? Like, even with this video, what, what's my agenda? What is my agenda? I couldn't tell you because I don't have one. All I'm saying is, is trying to protect not only actual pastors who happen to be celebrities, but even protecting those that go to these churches. Like, yo, stop holding them up to a pedestal. God will remove your idols. Look at celebrities that are Christian. So not pastors that are celebrities or very famous in their area. We're talking about actual celebrities. So you had uh, in the UFC, John Jones, right? He has Philippians 4.13 on his chest. Sure, he doesn't know what it means, but hey, whatever, right? Everyone, oh my God, he's Christian. Oh my, and, and why do we do that? Why the minute we find out someone's Christian, oh, they're ours, they're ours. Gimme, 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 gimme. So here you go. You made this guy an idol. You made some a, a role model. And look at his life. And I pray for the dude, man. I feel real bad for the dude. Is there coming back in character for him? It's going to be very hard. It's going to be very hard. But look at the eye. You made him an idol. You made him an idol. And now the world is like, yeah, yeah, Christians can have them. <laughs> you guys can claim them. Go ahead, take them. What happened? Other UFC fighters that have claimed to be Christians, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, they're Christian, blah, blah, blah. And then they mess up. But their mess up is pointed out so much more. Why? Because the world wants to see fallen Christians. But why? Because we put them there. Don't you understand that everything in the world is controlled by he who owns the world? And by the world, I mean the system. Remember, the devil couldn't claim ownership to something unless you already know he was trying to give it to Jesus. He said, I'll give you all of this. Just bow to me. I'll give you all these systems. Just bow to me. And that's what we have out there. You guys got to understand. When you start taking these singers and you start taking these rappers and this and that and everything. And you start putting them in the limelight like, yeah, he's ours. We are claiming him. The minute he falls, they're going to rub it in your face. And not only that they're going to rub it in your face. 
But they're going to expose it out so that everyone, they're going to actually put it, the people who are always trying to stay in the dark, they're going to actually leave the dark to put it at light so that everyone can see another faulty so-called Christian. Stop giving them ammunition by idolizing people and putting people on pedestals. No, let them be. If they're Christian, let them be. If you like them, they happen to be Christian, let them be, enjoy, buy whatever, help them make money, whatever. If they got albums, buy them, whatever. But as churches, stop bringing them into the limelight to be an idol. And stop idolizing other people. People are faulty. We are faulty. I tell my kids, you don't want to be like me. You want to be like Jesus. Okay, you don't want to be like me, but that you're, yeah, yeah, I could be all the things you think I am, but I am faulty. I know someone we should idolize. I know someone we should want to be like, and his name is Jesus. Okay, the one name above all names, unless you put a celebrity next to him. Like, I enjoy, listen, and don't get it twisted. I know that if they weren't that famous, they wouldn't be on radio shows. If they weren't that famous, they wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't get to enjoy most of, I mean, well, actually, I don't enjoy most. Um, I enjoy some of the ones that are out there because they, they are. And again, it's not that being a celebrity pastor or a famous pastor, a well-known pastor, whatever you want to call this pastor, is a bad thing. It's what we as the people do against them. It's what we do in the sense of putting them in a place where they can't do any wrong and we stop holding them accountable. And because they're our favorite celebrity pastor, we defend them even in their sin, even in what they do wrong. And it shouldn't be because now you're not showing loyalty to God. That, that might be your, your deception in your own head. You're showing loyalty. Okay, you're showing loyalty to a man. A faulty man. And it shouldn't be. Again, my, my actual number one favorite pastor, right? The guy that I love to read and, and going through his things are Raven Hill, right? Which isn't an A. People, oh, he's just kind of, you know, he's rough. Yeah, well, I'm a rough guy. I need someone to talk to me like a man. I, I don't like this, this, um, sissy footing or whatever they call it, uh, teaching, you know, a sissified Jesus and he's all weak and blah. I don't, I don't need that. I need the Jesus from the Bible. And I need someone to actually say, hey, yo, uh, you're wrong. This scripture, this scripture, this is what it says. Hey, you're wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. And again, don't come at me with feelings. Come at me with facts. But either way, so what I wanted to talk about, I believe I've already expressed, so I don't want to really go on and on and on and on. But God, <laughs> that was one of the comments too. <laughs> but guys, girls, peoples, whoever's listening, it's okay to have favorites. Just know that Jesus has to be above him. You also need to know that he is faulty and he's going to make mistakes. And again, a lot of these teachers, man, I don't agree with everything they teach, right? I'm not a, a, a Calvinist, 
in, in the form of Calvinism today, uh, a reformist in the way people portray it today. I'm not an Arminianist, right? But I do read. It's funny because I, I went to a pastor's conference and uh, Alistair Begg was there and he was afraid to quote Calvin because he knew they would never invite him again. <laughs> But hey, I enjoyed his message. It was a really good message. I like Jim Cimbala. I saw Jim Cimbala at the same conference, uh, not the same one, but a different conference. And, you know, he was talking about prayer and how we need to do more. And it's funny because he, he actually told the people who were holding the conference, the denomination that was holding the conference, uh, they were trying to talk trash about him because he was talking about churches not having the Holy Spirit today and not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. And these pastors were getting all offended and murmuring and talking smack, as, you know, good Christians do. <laughs> and he just looked at them and was like, yo, what's your prayer night like? Come see me. <laughs> so I like Jim Simla. I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything. I said the other teacher that I actually listened to, and then for a while, like I pointed out, MacArthur, you know, I, I 70% of his doctrine I'm 100% for. You got to learn how to eat the meat, spit out the bones. And that's with a lot of teachers that have solid biblical teaching. There, there is certain things that, that you can't falter from. It is what it is. And there are certain things that, you know what, you may perceive it a little bit different. I'm not going to say what I am, but for those that are post, mid, or what's the other one? Oh, I forgot the third one. What the heck? Post, mid, pre. Oh, pre. Duh. Anyways, tribulation, right? Th those people who are that, guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Salvation is not on that interpretation. It, it really, it, it's not going to change anything. But when the Bible says something is sin, my friends, that's not up for interpretation. That is sin. And sin separates us from God. It's very important that we know what are things that, that can be discussed. And there are certain things, you know, don't touch them. But again, eat the meat, spit out the bones. So it doesn't matter whether they're celebrities, whether they're mid-tier, whether they're just people being faithful in their own little church. It doesn't. They're still men. And they're not God's anointed. They're not. It's, that's not what it means. We can anoint them all we want because we anoint each other, blah, 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 whatever. I'm going down that rabbit hole. God's anointed. They're not. They're not. Some school told them they can do it. They gave them a piece of paper and said, hey, go do it. You want to find out who God's anointed is? Go find out someone who's not in sin. Go find someone who's willing to admit mistakes. Because, again, here's the thing. A lot of what we go after people for is not sin. It's mistakes, and we're mad, and we're hurt, and we attack them with our feelings, and then we go and, and create problems for them. Why? Why? Let them be. Let them be. Yo, I, if I don't agree with the pastor, I leave. 
I, I leave. If there's something that I need to point out, I point it out and I keep it moving. But again, we need to stop thinking that, that just because something is different or something is wrong or, or whatever. No, enjoy the, the variations of styles that are being taught or teaching styles. En enjoy, okay? There's more than enough. If you don't like a certain person, don't listen to them. Your opinion is your opinion, but stop putting them in this status of celebrity because here's the thing, right? So in Hollywood, right? When anytime a Christian talks about Hollywood, it's like, oh my God, it's so filthy. Well, let me tell you something. When the outside world sees the church, they think the same thing. When they see someone covering up abuse or someone doing this or, or, or oh my goodness, how many churches in America? So we're not even talking about it. Watching certain things that they shouldn't be watching. Hmm? How many? Adultery. Hmm? Hmm? How many? And then we try to cover it up and we do this and we do that. That's sin. And then no one wants to find out, but it's out there and so on and so forth. Like, come on. Because they're celebrities. They get away with it. Just like Hollywood. And then the A will talk crap about the B and then the B to the C and so on and so forth because they're better. Oh, no, pastors don't think that way. No. Have you paid attention to how they've been talking about each other? Have you paid attention? And I mean, listen, you have a flavor, right? It's Baskin Robbins out here in Christianity. No, you have a flavor for all types of people and all types of styles. Here's the problem. Most of those flavors are artificial, not the real thing. But at no point did I tell you to stop going. I could sit here and do a whole episode, and I probably will, okay, for fun. <laughs> and name all these big churches that are just complete blasphemous. They'll teach one or two good things, but the rest of the message is garbage. We'll sit out here and we'll point out the easy ones. Olstein and, and Elevation and Hillsong. Blah, bad, 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 bad. And not that I disagree. Not that I disagree. But then we have the other realm, right? Why, why, why are you as an A looking down at B and you don't remove the humongous two by four in your face, the house built in wood in your face? Uh, there, there's a saying, uh, people that live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, right? Yeah, my man, as a pastor, you're supposed to be in a glass house. You're supposed to be transparent. Yeah, that, that's just who you are. So again, people, and again, and again, and again, I'm going to continue to say this. A lot of these pastors, man, they're just a Christian version of Hollywood. You know, India has Bollywood. That's what Christianity in America is becoming. What did this pastor say? What did that pastor say? What did this guy say? What does that guy say? I mean, even look what happened to a certain rapper who at one point didn't want to be seen as a Christian artist, but he wanted to be seen as an artist that happened to be Christian. Look at the division that that created. People attacking him and, and telling him even to the point where you're not a Christian. 
and some people defending him. Oh, I got it because because I, I I'm a plumber who happens to be Christian. I'm not a Christian plumber. There's no difference. Uh, yeah, logic is logic. I get it. But the the infighting over stupidity when we got serious sin to deal with. Stop defending, and and this will be it. Stop defending the sinners and stop fighting over stupidity. Nothing in the Bible validates your feelings. Nothing in the Bible validates your emotions. The Bible is based on facts, teaches facts, and is hopefully, in your interpretation, pointing you to Christ. Whether this is a little different or I think this or yada, yada, fine. But the main thing has to be the main thing. The, it's funny because the only thing I've ever learned that this one church I went to is that there's an open hand thing and then there's a closed hand thing. And the things in the Bible that are closed handed, right, using his analogy, it's stuff you can't touch. You can't change them. You can't do anything about them. Everything else is just stuff that people interpret a different way. And if it doesn't take away from the fact, right, that Christ is the only way, right? John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. No one. How do you get Satan? Through faith alone, right? Five solas for a lot of years. You can't, you can't can't fight that. You can't go against that. It's all about grace. It's all God's grace. You, you can't go against that. That's a closed hand thing. Everything else is up for interpretation. It, it's up for interpretation. And there's certain things that, hey, this church over here may want to, you know, kind of do. That's fine. Go ahead. I won't do it. Well, so-and-so can't be. The, yo, I know I feel that way. I know I've read it that way. But if they're going to do that over there, then let them do it over there. I'm not going to, to leave my, my status of peace, right, if I could say it that way, just to go in and argue something, just to argue something. Because here's the thing, right, whether I disagree with them or not, it, it's totally different. It's, it's not my problem. I'm not going to change their mind. And to make myself angry and emotional over that, for what? For what? Look, I know what the Bible says. I will go with what the Bible says. And that's okay. That, that stays. But interpretation is interpretation. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. And again, we're fighting over dumb things. While we have celebrities, we have celebrities. Let me make sure you hear this. We have celebrities getting away with sin. They're getting away, right? And I mean to us, not even to God, to us. And this is why I'm saying they're getting away with it. Because like the Bible says, all our sins will come to light. The problem is, is that when we all find out and it comes to light, people blame God. And now that puts a, a rift between them and God. Or they feel they were faulted by that man, so God must be faulty as well. And that is the issue. That is the main caboose to this whole train, okay? The damage 
that celebrity pastors do when they fall. The damage. Because they hurt. Obviously, a lot of these celebrities are, are faulty, so they have faulty be following them. But there are the genuines, okay, that are just deceived. And now they fall. And, and we are the ones that do this. We as a collective. You got to understand, it doesn't matter. E even the cults, we get, as Christians, as true Christians, we get blamed for whatever the cults do. Catholics have killed millions and billions and so on and so forth throughout years and years and years and years of oppression, years and years and years and years of, of abuse and, and murder and martyrdom and all these things, right? But what does the world say? Christians killed more people than Hitler. Why are we getting blamed for what the Catholics did? Hmm? The one dude who made everyone drink Powerade. Why are we Christians being blamed for it? We have nothing to do with the occult or the cult likes or whatever you want to call them. We have nothing to do with that, but we get blamed for it. Why give them ammunition to come at us? Why? Why do we do this? And stop covering for these people, responsibility people. Responsibility is a great teacher. Being held accountable is a great teacher. The embarrassment. This is why people were excommunicated. Not that you embarrassed them, but the embarrassment of. So being excommunicated on its own is embarrassing. You don't need to shame people. You don't need to point it out. But either way, I digress. The embarrassment of being excommunicated is enough. The embarrassment of being caught out in sin is enough. Think about it. Even, even the simplest things, right? You strike out at baseball. You strike out. It's embarrassing if people were watching. But what do you do if you're a true sports guy? You go in there and you try again and you do better. And hopefully you hit a foul ball. No, hopefully you do something. I know for me, when I've sinned and I've fallen short, the idea of having to get up is fine. I can get up. You know, and, it, and, and, and here's the thing. None of us are perfect. We're all going to falter here, there, wherever. We're all going to be weak in certain areas. That's why we have to hold on to God. We have to plug into the source. We need to be with him so that we can be strong. But we're not always. Why? Because we're faulty humans. It's hard to be other-centered all the time. That is why we need the Holy Spirit to empower us to do so. So, my friends, it's the same for them. But what helps me is having people who, who have the goal to hold me accountable. That's it. And then from there, I can eat crow or whatever analogy or terminology or whatever you want to use in that moment. Okay. And, and it's like, yeah, okay. Oh, I messed up. You know, my wife will say, hey, blah, blah. Yeah, you're right. I messed up. All right, cool. How do I not do that again? Or, hey, you know, I struggle with anger, so how do I keep myself calm through a situation that, you know, may require someone to be angry? Okay, how do I get to the point where I can be angry and not sin? How? And I start looking for those, and, and I start building. Why? Because someone pointed it out. Before it becomes a monster that I can't control. You know, it, you have to, you have to, and you have to allow it. You can't jump in the defense of someone who's being called out. You can't 
Because now you're joining into that with them. And here's the thing. When you're listening to whoever your favorite guy is, whether he's a celebrity or not, understand, Bereans tested everything and we are to be like Bereans. So test. It's okay. If you're before a person who you say, eh, you know, I'd like you to explain this a little bit more to me, and they get offended, run. That guy's not there for Jesus. That guy's there for himself. Come on. Think. Either way. I pray God come quick. I pray that this doesn't get any worse. But my friends, I don't know if it's a trend or what's going on, but a lot of these faulty celebrity pastors are coming out of the woodworks. They're everywhere. I turned on the computer the other day and actually went through a, a YouTube rabbit hole. And um, yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And yeah, call it out. You know, make sure God's word is, is out there being true. But again, do it. For the sake of God. Do it for the sake of his name. Don't do it for your emotional satisfaction. Everyone's podcasting. Everyone's giving out information. Everyone's whatever. Whatever your niche is, you can find it. Whether it's fish and whether it's this. Whatever it may be, it's all out there. Enjoy. But understand... If people are given their opinions, relax. If their opinion doesn't agree with you, relax. If someone says something that is faulty and you have the facts to say, no, this is the truth, go for it. You know, the truth should be fought for. But if you're on the wrong side, and your favorite celebrity is being called to the carpet or being brought into the light to be biblical with what I'm saying, they're being brought out to the light. Let them be brought to the light. It may be what saves their soul. It may be what causes them to repent. But you go and you defend them, and they're like, oh, yeah, I can continue to do this. There's nothing wrong with it. You got to understand there's so much quieting of the Holy Spirit. No wonder churches outside of this country are wondering how we're doing church without the Spirit. They don't see it. It's sad. And again, we're the ones putting them on this pedestal. We do this. Okay. We do this. Because we're the ones that group up and go there. I know people, right? So I used to go to a mega church. Actually, it's not even a mega church. Let's call it a big church. And he was not even famous to the point where everyone liked him. His teaching was probably like C grade. Uh, decent, though. You know, very understandable for those who like intellectual, you know, sermons. He was an intellectual. And people would go and travel hours, hours to go to this church. Hours. There's like 18 million churches between you and there. And they would go there because they like to style. And I get it, the comfortability of listening to someone you like. 
But we live in an age where, hey, we don't have to do that anymore. We can go get fed down the street. We can go fellowship, right, down the street. You got to understand, church is not for us. It is for Christ. We're not going there to serve ourselves. But either way, and then everyone's traveling there and everything, and you, you don't understand what that does to a person's ego. You don't understand. It was funny for me, at least for me where the pastor of this church thought that he was going to be a celebrity pastor and he was going to get paid to not actually be a pastor at one church, but be a traveling pastor through like California, West Coast, come to the East Coast, do conferences, you know, things like that. Then he found out <laughs> he wasn't even an A celebrity, B celebrity, or C. He was somewhere in the D's and no one was going to pay him. So he had to eat crow and go back to pastoring his own church. People did that to him. They fed his ego. They fed it. They made him think that this is what God was calling him to. Because, of course, he's not going to say, this is what I wanted. You know, God was doing this. We don't realize. Mega churches are not proof of God's working. They're not. They are not. Find it in the Bible where it says, if you're faithful to me, I will give you a big church. It talks about being responsible. If you're responsible for a few things, then hey, more comes. But see, the thing is, is finding out a way to still be effective in how you serve people. You know, people ask all the time, Carlos, are you going to have more kids? No, I'm not going to have more kids. Not because I don't want more kids. I I love my kids and I'd like to have more. I'd like to continue to have kids into my hundreds, but it's not feasible for me. I can't serve them all. I can't father. I can't do all the things that my role calls for for them. I've hit my limit. And that's why I stopped. It's the same way with ministering. Okay. I can only minister to a certain amount of people to the best of my ability for the sake of God. Because I don't want to let God down. And again, yeah, no, you can't let God. No, but that's okay. I like this a stipulation that I put upon myself where I, I know that if I can't minister to this amount of people, I'm not going past that. If I can't be able to reach these people and, and help them in their walk, then I'm not going to add to it. But that's not how people think. They think the more I have, the more I have, the more I have. No. Because, again, you get stretched out to a point where you are nothing and you are doing nothing for no one. Well, they see me on a Sunday. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. There are note takers. There are this. There are that. A message isn't reaching all of them. Because they're not there to hear God's word. They're there to say that they sit before you. Just like people say, I listen to John MacArthur, I listen to Piper, I listen to so-and-so, I'm from Matt Chandler, I'm from Platt, I'm from... Okay. Understand, Sunday service is not even about the teacher. You're supposed to be there to provide a service for the brethren, right? Worship. And even in how we study the Word of God or listen to the Word of God, as it's being taught, is a sign of worship. And not everyone there is being affected the way your ego is telling you. So maybe making something a little bit smaller and feasible so that you can 
be the best servant that you can be, the most faithful servant that you can be to God is the best bet. That way your ego doesn't get built up and so on and so forth. And this is basically a message to those that are on their way, you know, starting a ministry or whatever it is. Listen to the Holy Spirit when he says enough. Yeah, enough. You don't need any more. Build people up and send them out. It, it is so interesting how that is the, the church that I came from, the model, right? To build, win, build, and send, right? That's their thing. And yet it almost seemed like win, maybe, build, and build bigger, and keep them all here. Because that's what shows an effective church. Doesn't make any sense to me, but that's the evidence of how they've done it. So again, guys, stop treating pastors, stop acting like pastors are Hollywood celebrities. Stop treating these celebrity pastors as if they're untouchable. Because I'll tell you now, if they don't get touched here by a human being and repent, oh, <laughs> God's going to touch them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's not going to be good for them. So God bless you guys. Enjoy. Thank you for dropping by. Please remember to subscribe, to share, like, and to catch the next one.